can do that. There we go. And then started my podcast. Like, share. It's Nikki and your girl, Anika Benjamin, a wife on fire. Uh, hey, Kim. We are talking to you tonight. Hey, girl. This is kind of fun. About <laughs> the devil, baby mama. Many of y'all didn't know, but the devil has a baby mama. The Bible declares that the enemy is the father of every lie. So when you tell a lie, you are producing literal seed of the enemy. So we're talking to you tonight about lying. Um, Anika is on her phone. I am sharing this broadcast. Oh, okay. All right. Just, you know. No big deal. We're just going to set some people free tonight. Um, just have... It's fine. You know, just setting some people free. So we, uh, we're going to give you a few moments to like and share. And then we're going to talk about the awful, awful product of the enemy called lying. <laughs> oh, look at that. Anika Benjamin shared your video. Hey, girl. <laughs> it's me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're broadcasting to you live from the beautiful District of Columbia, uh, a.k.a. Green Couch Studios, Come a.k.a. On. my apartment. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're all up in my house, Facebook. You're all... You're all up in my house. I'm vulnerable. But it's gorgeous. Thank it's gorgeous you. in here. Like, Thank you. In all sincerity. Thanks. It, it smells good, too. It does. You got to have a good smelling house in these streets. Anyway, so um, before we get into the Word of God, I guess, you know, Anika, um, you and I were talking about, you know, lying. And, and it was probably about a year ago. We were given a Bible study. And during that Bible study <laughs> is when... I coined the term by the Holy Ghost, the devil's baby mama. Hey, Victoria. And um, and it's so true. When you lie, you are producing seed of the enemy. Talk a little bit. You have, you have this is a bad sister in the Lord. She has um, a psychological <laughs> background, which she has left. In order to preach the word of God. But in that realm of psychology, you were able to deal with all kinds of personalities. So burning out the theory of the world through the fire of God, now she's able to see through a spiritual lens. Talk to us a little bit about how you've seen lies damage people or whatever you'd like to share. What's on your heart about lying this evening? I think one of the biggest things with lying, rather you want to classify it as a personality disorder or it's just somebody that's just trying to stretch the truth a little bit is really what it feeds into is the a greater spirit of fear because most of the time people begin to lie because they're afraid of the outcome of telling the truth right but then they have to cover use a lie to cover up the lie they cover the lie and then they never know who knows the truth and literally it begins to cause what we now refer to as like anxiety yeah um, and it's just like that overwhelming fear that at some point I'm going to be found out. At some point, like, people are going to find out that I'm an imposter or what I put out to be, um, tr what I put out as a truth is actually not the truth. And, I mean, we've seen it to go from just, like, 
anxiety from a like panic attack to literally people becoming like suicidal because of the weight and the pressure of the fear. Because once you open up the door to the spirit of fear, yeah. it's not going to stop until it snuffs you out. Yeah, yeah. Like, the devil comes to steal, kill, kill and, and destroy. destroy. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, he yeah, might yeah. come off as like, oh, I'm just this little white lie or whatever that even means. It doesn't like, mean it. <laughs> I'm just a little Lying ain't racial, y'all. <laughs> okay. like, no, I'm actually coming to kill you. And I won't stop until you destroy. Until you destroy. Because he hates you. He hates God's creation. We get to be gods with the little g executing the will of the Lord in this kingdom and yes. yeah, in, 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 in this kingdom of righteousness. So the enemy's jealous for that. What do you think about people? Why do people, because I used to do this all the time. Who of you has lied about something that just doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, right? Lights can go I'll mix. No, you're not. Your mama black, your daddy black, you black. Why are you saying you're mixed? Why are you saying you're Mexican? Why? Why are you saying you, Ray Charles is your uncle? Why are you saying you're related to Isaac Hayes? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, say Anyway, he is. But the point is, why do people lie about things that truly don't matter? What's your opinion on that? Um, I think it really, it's rooted from like a lack of identity because they, it's like, they don't know who they are. And so they're trying to like pretend with all these false selves. They're like, well, and, and it comes from a desire to know who they are. Yeah. Cause they're like, if I can attach myself to this thing, then maybe I can find identity in that. Or if I can associate myself with Isaac Hayes, I could be in a position to say, well, you know, I'm associate, you know, yeah. because they're looking for someone to tell them who they are. And really it's like, tell me I'm valuable. Yeah. Tell me that I'm worth something. And if you just, I mean, unfortunately we live in a culture where it's like, if you're just like, well, I'm, I'm black. It's yeah. Like, I mean, you ain't mixed with nothing. Like it's a yeah, bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's instead of true. saying like, no, like I'm black. I'm black. I have no clue who was before me. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't take the DNA. Some, you know, <laughs> white folks that really wanted some black folks and, uh, you know. I love you. <laughs> but no, it's 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 like not being able to own the value of how God created you. Yeah, that's good. And it comes from like, I mean, and we, we, we want to know who we are. Yeah. We have this craving that God put on the inside of us to know who we are Hallelujah. and what we come from. And, mm-hmm. and if we don't have that planted in us by like our parents and our culture and the people that are around us to say you 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 are made in the very image of god they're like you are a mighty man or a mighty woman of god and pouring those details into our lives then the the desire isn't gonna escape you because god put it there so that he could be the answer that's right hallelujah but if you don't have the answer coming to you. If your parents haven't put those answers into you, then the desire is still there. And it's just, it's like just grabbing, hoping that it'll be able to attach itself to something. And sometimes we'll just be like, well, that looks appealing. That person looks successful. I'm going to be, I want to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like all answers are in the word of God. And, and the biggest mistake we make as believers, I think is failure to study. I think we've all been there. 
you 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 feeling empty you're feeling vapid you're grasping at straws for answers but you fail to go to the word of god so if you're challenged with something if you're challenged with anything particularly things that are directly attached to to a product of the enemy such as lying that is a direct product of satan is a lying tongue um let's just go to the word what so I like to just define words on my own. Amen. Inspired it. by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so what is a lie? The NIV, uh, Mickey International Version. Yes. Yes. The NIV, you. <laughs> the NIV definition is a lie is anything contrary to God's word. Would you agree? Agree. Agree. If you can't find it in this book, or I mean, or the one that you got, if you can't find it in the word of God, you can consider it a lie. And, and another um, thing I like to call it is just bondage. Lies are like shackles on your hands and feet. Because like my sister said earlier, then you have to remember to lie to cover up the previous lie. So let's just go straight to the word of God so I can give you some scriptures to tackle this sin of lying. Hallelujah. Let's go to John. John has a lot to say about the truth. Jesus has a lot to say. Let's go to John 17. Um, I like John 17 because um, Jesus is praying for us. Yeah. And I like, I like to read it. I like, um, my pastor calls it the actual Lord's Prayer. Because Jesus is really praying. He's praying for us. So he's talking to God when he says this. And he's, and he's asking God for some things for us. And one of the things he says in verse 17 is, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. So in order to be sanctified in truth, in order to be, when I think about sanctified, I think about baptized, I think about dipped, totally changed, um, fully, immersed. fully immersed, hallelujah. When you are sanctified in truth, that, that means that, that you, there's been an immersion in God's word. He said, sanctify them in your truth for your word is truth. So the only way that you can get rid of a spirit of lying that's about you is to sanctify yourself, immerse yourself in the word of God, AKA read it, do what it says. Amen. Hallelujah. That's my mom's definition. Come on. Read it and do what it says. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go um, back. We're still in John. Let's go to chapter 8. Let's go to chapter 8, verse 31. Yes. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my what? Word. My what? Word. If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I love so many things about that. It's like God's word is like a diamond. It's multifaceted. You hold it this way, you see all these truths. You hold it that way, you see all these truths. What I love about this, it's just so rich. He's saying, if you continue in my word, Many of us get a great head start, amen? But it's when we don't continue in his word that we don't continue in freedom. We don't continue in truth. It's the truth that manufactures freedom.
freedom. Notice the word choice in the King James. It doesn't say the truth shall set you free, even though we say that all the time. But if I set something free, that means it can become a captive again. But if I make something free, that means the very thing that I made is made free. That it knows no other way to be in bondage. Hallelujah. And when you learn the word of God, when you sanctify yourself in truth, when you become daily immersed in the word of God, you are a manufactured truthful being. There's no lying in you. Hallelujah. Because all you have is the word of God. And our simple definition of, of a lie is anything contrary to the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't read the comments because uh, these glasses only go so far. So forgive me if I'm not responding. Amen. All right. But I'll look at them later and like write back and stuff. Glory to God. So now I made a comment earlier that uh, the devil has a baby mama. And that is anybody who lies because all his little cheerings is lies. So I got that from John 8 verse 44. Jesus uh, is talking to religious people. You want to say something? No, I was going to say Michael Vidovich. Oh, hey, Mike. Saying, Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to, Michael. <laughs> it's important out here in these streets. But no, I did want to add something. Yes, please. Your Interject anytime. I think that one of the things, like, just getting into the word of God and, like, taking the fact that every word is there on purpose. Yes. And when Jesus is like, if you be my disciples, meaning that every single individual has the opportunity to opt in. It's yes. not like it's, it's like exclusive for people in the ministry. Like, okay, they can be my disciples. They can hey. be free. No, if you will, anyone that wills, like if you desire to be my disciple, this is, these are the options. You have the option to opt in. He doesn't leave anybody in a position where they, where they're like, well, I just can't attain to that. No. no. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. If you desire to be my disciple, listen, get into the truth. It will make you free. It will manufacture your freedom. <laughs> and the the other thing that I want to draw attention to is the um, the Lord impressed this on my heart like a few years ago. It was actually out of Romans 1 16. It's like when Paul's like, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the, the power, power of God into salvation. And it was like the words jumped off the page. It's like you're trying to find like this secret formula that's going to set you free. Yeah. It's the word of it's God. It's the word of it's, God. It's like in every word, word that proceeds out of the mouth of God has the power to make and yeah. the power for you to become. So he's like, no, listen, if you just sub submerge yourself into my truth, in the word. it literally has the power to break off every bondage and Hallelujah. has the power to destroy every yoke. So really, it's the word of God. We're not like putting this out there and like, yeah, okay, you're going to have to do the word, but you're also going to have to do these other no, things. No, 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 no. All the power is right there. It's, you know, it's in the book. That's you know? right. Like get into the word of God and it carries the anointing to set you free. Hallelujah. I told you. So She's a bad sorry, sister in the Lord. No, come on. Interject at any time. No, but, but, uh, yo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, woo! Back. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say, you know, a lot of times when, and, I, and I've done this in the past, when I come into a church meeting, I want to bullet point uh, the steps 
to freedom on certain things. And that is helpful. And that's why we have the five-fold ministers. But if I bullet point my little notebook and then close my notebook and go home and don't go study the word of God, how many, tell the truth, put an emoji hand up if you done written notes down and never referred back to the notes. You know? <laughs> You done bullet pointed the notes that pastor said, and you never referred back to the notes. Come on, Kim. Hallelujah. So I wanted to tell you where I got that comment from, that if, if you tell a lie, you, you're the devil baby mama. You having his bastardized little chill. I ain't cussing. It's in the Bible. Bastard is in the Bible. Bastard, bastard, bastard. Anything that's illegit is a bastard. Come on, someone. Uh, John 8, 44, Jesus is talking, uh, to a bunch of, uh, religious Pharisees and he says, you are of your father, the devil and the lusts of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. So if when the enemy speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, he speaketh of his own offspring. When you speak a lie, you are birthing offspring of the enemy. She's like, don't worry. She'll wait. It's going to be okay. Just let that sink in. Just you don't have, don't, 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 don't raise your hand. Okay, because, you know, but I love everybody. But all of us at one time or another have been having the devil's children. It's true. It's true. It's true. When I was in college and before, I was having the devil's children all the time. I just didn't know it. I used to lie like a rug. If you've known me long enough, you could shout amen. But... <laughs> It's okay, because I'm redeemed now. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things new. I'm talking about somebody who's dead, so I can talk about it. Okay? Your girl used to lie like a rug. To the point where it took me to jail. Lying like that took me to jail. And I said to the Lord at that time, if you get me out of this, I'll never lie again. And he got me out of that, and I never lied again. Now... There were other things I was doing that I wasn't fitting to stop. But, but I stopped lying is what I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> but he was, when I came into the word of God for real, um, I would say that was in January of 2011 when I came into a meeting called Evangelism with Fire. It was a meeting held by Pastor Eric Mears, mighty man of God. He is my pastor. Um, when I came into his meeting and came acquainted with the fire of God, I learned that there's assistance for this. Yep. If there's anything that you're dealing with, you can go to the word of God and get an answer that will eradicate what you're dealing with, but you also need the fire of God. Talk to us a little bit about the fire of God and, and your experience. <laughs> And your experiences <laughs> and how it, it's, 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 it's kept you to the place where 
you don't even want to hurt his feelings. You don't even want to participate. Like, you know, it's like, it's not as if something's rising up that you have to shut down. It's that it's gone. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> because you're like, talk about the fire of God. Right, right. Like you're saying. In a very composed manner. Right. <clears throat> See, if so, you could. What I would like to say about oh the fire of <laughs> church you can't just pay your tithe you need the fire <laughs> she's gonna tell you why any moment now it's gonna happen oh man um <laughs> i'm going to tell you that but i have to tell you in context yes of, <laughs> of i guess a little bit of my own testimony do it and and like when the lord was just like literally you cannot lie like, you can't even stretch the, stretch the truth. I remember, like, the last time I even tried to exaggerate the truth. Like, I got grieved in my heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, even was when it you're telling really four feet or was it three? I'm like, that's you know, right. I just need to measure I just this need to thing me because I cannot even, I, I can't even stretch it. Like, it's so important to tell the truth. And I think what Nikki was just sharing um, out of the word of God is really what it came down to me came down to for me was the fact that the enemy is a destroyer of destinies yeah and what the fire of god did was give me insight into eternity and it destroyed like my short-sightedness about living for today or living for just tomorrow or living just to make it next year but when you understand that i'm not living for this life but now. i'm living for eternity and the fire of god came and it burned out my desire to even think about tomorrow as far as like, oh, well, I have to work, make sure I'm sustained long enough for another day. Yeah. But I'm not living this life for tomorrow. Yeah. I'm living this life to hear well done and to sit at his feet. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's good. That's good because when you lie, you are covering the present. Yep. You're trying to cover what's occurring in the present with no thought of going forward. That's good. And the and the, and Jesus himself, he's saying, he's like, listen, the enemy, he was a he was a destroyer from the beginning. And what lying does is it just it's a destroyer of destinies. Yeah. Because if you're always trying to cover up what was, you cannot become. Yeah. You you can't even you can't even begin to think about what God wants to, what big thing God wants to do in your life because you're like, well, I just gotta make sure nobody knows about what <laughs> you yeah. know all these other things that I did, yeah, and yeah, so. Yeah. You're so, you're so focused on keeping the past suppressed that God can't even begin to illuminate you to what's to come. That's right. And so, <laughs> getting back to your original question. <laughs> now, come on and preach on, preacher. The fire of God did in my life was to destroy my short-sightedness. Yeah, oh, and that's to good. Burn eternity in my heart. And when you have, when you, once you taste of the world's to come, you, you, you're just ruined for this world where you're just like, well, I just got to cover my butt for today. Like, yes. no, you're like, forget it. People be mad about what I did. Be mad. Cause like, I, I can't fear you who can destroy this body. Like it just, that's right. It destroys the fear of man. It destroys the fear of like some crazy outcome that I could be lying to cover up. It's just like, no, this is about eternity. I have to keep moving forward. I can't let anything 
disqualify me from the high call of God in my life because it's and it's not just about me achieving that call. That's right. There are people that are waiting for me to fulfill my destiny. And if I don't fulfill it, they will die and go to hell and never know Jesus Christ. That's right. And so when you miss it, <laughs> listen, listen to what she's saying. When you miss it, it's not just you missing it. It's a generation yeah. missing it. Yeah. I'll just a whole generation could miss it because you missed it one time. Wow. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad she's saved? We're going to give you the opportunity to get saved a little bit later if you're not. And, and also, uh, we're going to pray with you if you've struggled with lying. But I, 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 we've talked about what lying is. And I want to talk to you about, um, the, the, like, I love Proverbs. And if you ever want to know um, the things that God specifically can't stand, you can read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> So these things I hate. These are the things I hate. And lying is one of them. Let's go to Proverbs 6, uh, starting at verse 16. These six things does the Lord what? Hate. 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 He, does, does the Lord hate? I thought he was full of love. He hates things that are contrary to his love. Six things the Lord hates. Yea, seven are abomination unto him. A proud look. I mean, you can't even look proud in these streets. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what is that so I don't do like, like, you know, like what? Yeah, like, just, the, I mean, just yeah. smile. Yeah. Just smile. Yeah, just smile and you never look proud. That is scary. I don't even, don't you even look proud, you know? Uh, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift to running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he soweth discord among the brethren. So out of all these things, he concentrates on lying for like two or three of the six things. And that just shows you the gravity of how much he hates it. And I don't know about you, but if you're in love with someone, you don't run around doing things that they hate. You don't do that. Uh, Mr. Kelly Benjamin, if you're out there, I know you got a list of things that you like. She don't be running around these streets just doing a bunch of lists of things that you don't like because she loves you from your hair follicles to your toenails. And when you love someone, you do the things that they like. And, and it's, um, it is not, not thoughtless in, in a sense where, you know, you're just vapid, but thoughtless in a sense that there, there's not a great deal of, uh, what am I trying to say? Like cerebral, you know, you just, it wells up yeah. out of you. Yeah. It wells up out of you because of your love for them. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 12 real quick. I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope you want to share this with someone. I hope that if you have someone that is lying in your life, uh, you could just just share it. Do not inbox them and like, girl, this is for you. <laughs> Don't do that. Keep your friends out here in these That's streets so and just share it. Like, and if you tag someone, tag a rack of people. Like tag a group, you know, tag your mom, you know. But like, don't. Just specifically tag someone. 
just put them out there like, I thought Sheila Bradshaw could use this, you know. That's that's not walking in love. It's not. <laughs> that's so wrong. Oh, man. You're the best. Proverbs 12. Look at this in verse 22. Lying lips. Your, your grill piece is an abomination to God if you're lying. Lying lips are abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. When you deal in truth, you're dealing out of his heart and he delights in that. And there's benefits to uh, delight, delighting in the Lord. Let's, uh, one more thing. Let's go back to John. And let's look at uh, chapter one. And let's read. Yes, verse 14. Look at this. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we behold his glory. We beheld his glory. Sorry. The glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and what? Truth. Truth. Jesus is full of grace and truth. There will be a grace that comes on you by the Holy Spirit to always tell the truth. Some of you are thinking, always tell the truth? Yes. There's a grace. God would never ask you to do something in his word that he didn't have a grace specifically for that so that you could execute. And when you feel like struggling, when you are faced with something and you know that lying is the quickest way out, just take a second and say, Lord, I feel like I'm about to tell a lie. Yeah. I don't want to tell a lie because I don't want to be producing the devil's churn. So, I just ask that by your Holy Spirit, you would give me grace right now so that I can stand for truth. Many of you, especially my brother Mike, who is a Holy Ghost preacher, many of you are called to stand for truth, to call, called to stand up to government officials. And even though they say life is supposed to be one way, you tell them, no, life is supposed to be this way. You're called to preach the gospel. So you already need a grace for truth. You need a grace not to back down when you feel backed up into a corner. And sometimes it's not even people in the streets. It might be people, uh, uh, oh man, right in the church. <laughs> you know, it might be some, some religious folks. They're like, well, you know, we really like what you had to say, but you don't have to go all the way in. And really all you did was just stand there and, and read the Bible. You're going to need a grace from the Lord not to recoil when that kind of persecution comes. Amen. Do you have any comments on that? No, ma'am. Hallelujah. So now we're going to give you and uh, and uh, any closing remarks, anything you want to say about anything? Hallelujah. Good She's good to go. We're going to give you an opportunity to give your heart to Jesus. Um, and, and even if uh, you've already given your heart to Jesus, we want to make sure that this, this lying devil is ripped out of your premises. Uh, earlier, we were talking about the fire of God. And I just um, want to start there real quick because some of you might say, well, what is this fire that we're talking about? Well, when John the Baptist was on the scene, Hallelujah. And let's look at Matthew chapter three. Uh, we'll just start at uh, verse 10. 
And now the axe is laid into the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Chaff represents things that you don't need. Um, you don't need lying. You don't need sin. You don't need fornication. You don't need lust. There's so many things that you don't need that there's nothing on the inside of you all by yourself that you can accomplish. That's why you can't sit there and read the Ten Commandments and say, I'm going to accomplish this, this, and this. Not without the Holy Ghost, you ain't. You're not doing any of that without the fire of God. So John the Baptist said, hey guys, I'm here baptizing people in water. But when Jesus comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He even, John the Baptist even testified. Woo, hallelujah, John the Revelator actually even testified that when he saw Jesus, he had fire in his eyes. And Jesus said he's anointed his minister as flames of what? Fire. So you can't even minister without the fire of God. Right. So we're going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for each and every person that's listening on the podcast or that's watching by way of Facebook now or even later, whether this is heard or looked at now or 10 years from now, I pray that you would put that incorruptible seed of the word of God right into their heart, that they would mull on it every day and night, that they wouldn't be able to uh, detach themselves from this word. Father, I thank you that you have a wonderful plan uh, for each and every person that's watching or hearing this, Lord, and that if if they have not accepted you as their Lord and personal Savior, I pray that they would do so now, for the wages of sin is indeed death. There's no escaping that. But the gift of God is eternal life only through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we want to give everybody the opportunity to call on the name of the Lord and, and be saved. So, so if you're listening, say this uh, with your heart and your lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Now say, Jesus... I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you rose for me. And I thank you that you're coming back again for me. Now say this, give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and now say this, baptize me right now with the Holy Ghost and fire right now. If you've never prayed in tongues before, speak it out right now. It sounds weird. It's not weird. It's evidence that the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. If you're not a tongue talker, but you just said that prayer, just by faith, open up your mouth and begin to speak it out. Speak mysteries to God. Be on the inside track of what the Lord is doing in these last days through that heavenly language. Father, I ask that you would seal this prayer and this time uh, of, of word and fellowship in the hearts of each and every person. Now I want you to say this, I'm saved, I'm set free, I'm delivered, I am a truth teller, 
And I know I'm going to heaven because I've got Jesus in my heart. Hallelujah. 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 Anything else, woman of God? I was about to say no, ma'am, but yes, ma'am. Good. If you just receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, sometimes people are like, okay, now I have this gift, and now what? Yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. Especially in the context of this, like, you know, when you feel like you're backed up into a corner. When I don't know what to do, or if I'm in a situation where I'm like, I, I, I heard a man of God say the other day that when I'm facing a situation that I don't understand, I pray in a language that I don't, don't understand. understand. <laughs> Woo! I was like, come, come on! on. <laughs> yes. So you just received a gift from God where you're, like, where the Holy Spirit will begin to pray the perfect will of God on your behalf. For you. It's it, like, because you don't know what to say out your well, mouth. Tell the truth. You don't, you don't know, know what, what to, to say out your mouth. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, he comes and he prays for you. And you already know that whatever you're speaking is the truth. Is the truth. Because there is no lie in him. There's no lie in him. So if you find yourself in a situation like, man, I don't know. It's what you get. <laughs> She's giving you keys here, people. She's giving you pearls of wisdom. And is that my aunt? Per Pearl Ramona Johnson. <laughs> I'm Hi, sorry. I, just, I have to shout out my aunt real quick. How you doing, Aunt Pearl? I... Let me tell you something. I love that woman of God. Come on. I love that Southern woman of God. She can cook, y'all. Okay, I'm not putting her out there. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all I wanted to say. She can cook. I want, I want you to use the gift. If, like, if the Lord has thought enough to give you a gift, don't say, like, now I have it. I'm going to put this on my bookshelf it's and not I'm a precious moment angel it. no it's really a weapon it's Let's a weapon <laughs> it's it's a weapon that he's giving you he just gift wrapped it so it didn't feel so abrasive that's right but it's really a weapon to destroy your flesh and destroy your flesh and it's a weapon that you to use try to every day you. because you are assaulted every day Yep. Every day you are assaulted. Every because some people are like because I used to be like that. I would only pray in the Holy Ghost, you know, if I was walking through Southeast at three a.m. <laughs> or you know, if I felt. Yeah. It, and 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 actually, the people that woke me up were my kids when they were little. They heard me praying in the Holy Ghost one time. Everything was fine. I was just praying in the Holy Ghost. And they're like, "Mom, what's happening? You're praying in the Holy Ghost." And I was like, "Oh man, kids are so truthful." You know, they're so so it, it illuminated the fact that I don't need to just pray in crisis. I need to pray now so the crisis never comes. Come on. And that's the beautiful thing because the Holy Spirit does have that foresight. If you spend time praying when there is no crisis, he's actually praying that the crisis be averted. Like Come on. you could eliminate a lot. Because you don't know what the, the crisis is. <laughs> exactly. And you don't need to know. You don't need to know. Because God has so many things for you to be thinking about that he's like, listen, I've given you this gift. And it will go before you and take care of any challenge that you could potentially face. But I need you to use it. Don't put this gift on the shelf and be like, isn't this pretty what the Lord done did for me? Right. No, <laughs> use it. And use it faithfully. Be diligent in it. And, you know, there's times that your flesh is going to be like, well, I don't feel like praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And that and the Holy Ghost will put your flesh into subjection and say, this is what we're doing right now. Yes. Because your yes. body will be like, well, I don't feel like getting up to pray. That's so right. Especially when you get those it's energized nudges and the Lord's like, it's time to pray. Your body's like, oh but God. I'm tired. And if you could just get those first few kiramashis out. That's, you're talking to it's me. It's like your body will like, oh. Because it's the spirit of God that's on the inside of you. Romans 8 says the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. you. And that same spirit will quicken your mortal body. So don't even allow your mortal body to keep you from praying in other tongues. Yeah. Utilize the gift that God has for you and it will quicken your body. There are times I'm like, I just don't feel kirama. Okay, now I now feel I like that's it. That's so do it. true. That's so true. And I, and I heard a man of God say, and... And, the, and it works. Pray in the Holy Ghost every morning until you feel the anointing come on you for that day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like we'll probably get together again. <laughs> uh, but, but, but in all seriousness, if you said that prayer and you don't have a home church, you need to get yourself a home church. Um, there's three things I look for in a home church. One thing is uh, the singer's got to be off the chain. No, I'm joking. <laughs> One thing is, uh, who cares about the singers? One thing is that the word of God has to be preached, okay? Straight, no chaser, no filler. Word of God needs to be preached. The second thing is signs, wonders, and miracles need to be following that ministry. So if he's preaching uh, the word of God, that's amazing. But if there's no signs, if nobody's getting healed, nobody's getting set free, if you don't see any fruit of whatever he's preaching, hightail it out of there and ask the Lord to, to find you a church where, where you see those things manifest. And then the third thing is they need to be a soul winning church. Yeah. What kind of church doesn't want to get people saved? <laughs> No, I'm not. So, no. <laughs> bunch of whitewashed sepulchers full of dead man's. She was ready to answer. Um, we know you know. <laughs> we know you know. Um, but don't go to no dead church on this Sunday morning. Don't do it. If you're looking for a church to go to and you're in the DMV, please go to Evangel Cathedral, 13901 Central Avenue. Their service is at 10 a.m. And then we have a really, really power-packed service in 7 p.m. taught by my pastor, my pastor, pastor, Eric Mears. Hallelujah. Wonderful man of God. My life has been totally changed. Um, since uh, becoming acquainted with this ministry. So please come out, 13901 Central Avenue in the main sanctuary at 10 a.m. And then in the Bishop's Chapel, 13901 Central Avenue at 7 p.m. on Sunday. I love you. If uh, there's any fruit of, of us sharing tonight that you'd like to inbox and share with me later, please feel free to do that. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and turn off my podcast. I don't know. Oh, man, it's making me put in my passcode. Okay, I'm going to turn off my podcast. I'm going to turn off Facebook. And I'm going to tell you, have the best sleep you've ever had. But uh, go do something fun and anointed uh, before you do that. Uh, sure. and we're going to. Eating pizza is plenty anointed. What's wrong with that? Exactly. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Love you guys. Have a good night. End. End.